From the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the sounding board from the Utah School Counselors Association. We are back, baby. Summer is over, and school is in full swing once again. How's everybody doing? This first week of school is always the most craziest, uh, most craziest <laughs> wordage I can speak. Um, but for reals, the first week of school is so crazy especially for high schools. You got your schedule changes, the huge long line going clear to the gym for schedule changes. You got kids wanting different teachers. You got teachers wanting preps and you admin trying to do their thing and you're trying to support everyone at the same time and it can be so incredibly stressful and difficult. So I hope you guys are hanging in there. Um, if you guys got any crazy back-to-school stories, send them our way. We can always use a good laugh this time of year. And oftentimes, when crazy stuff hits the fan, it, the best thing to do is just laugh. If you don't laugh, you cry. <laughs> um, case in point, my home district, first day of school, um, like half of the buildings in the district, I kid you not, I know of at least five buildings in the district, the AC was not working. There was no running AC in those schools. So those poor kids were just roasting all day long uh, while, you know, the district was trying so hard to fix it. The teachers were trying so hard to keep their kids comfortable. There was no fans. It was just it was so difficult. Such a big fiasco. And what didn't make it any better um, was people going to the local 411 page and just posting crap about the district. Guys, we understand frustrations happen. We understand there are things out of our control, but it does not help anything to go onto your local 411 pages and just bash your district. That will accomplish absolutely nothing. Um, so that was, that was, it was a big old fiasco. But I will say I am so impressed with our district and how they handled everything. Even with negativity being thrown their way, our district, our, our, our counselors, our teachers, our administrators, especially our counselors, though, handled everything without most professionalism. It was amazing. So anyway, hope you guys are doing well. Um, if you got any crazy back to school stories, send them our way. You can DM us on Instagram or whatever. We'd love to hear them. But as we're getting back to school, we wanted to give you all a little something to help you have a successful start to your school year. Right now, there's a shortage of school counselors. We're, we're producing a lot of school counselors, but there's also a lot of school counselors leaving the profession, um, and we are we need more of us. Anyway, and so as we get into the school year, we need to preserve our passion and joy and love for this job. And so um, we're going to tell you guys some things you can do to have a successful start to your school year because it's an exciting time. And as counselors, we play a pivotal role in setting the tone for a positive and impactful school year. And in this episode, we're going to explore some key strategies and insights to ensure a successful year for both students and ourselves. So let's jump right in. First off, we need to set the tone. Uh, setting the tone for the school year as counselors, we have the unique opportunity to create an environment that fosters inclusivity and community right from the start. But think of it as like laying a foundation for a thriving school year. Let's think of our first interactions with our students and the tone that that sets for the rest of the year. What does your first interactions look like? 
for secondary schools, that's probably going to be schedule changes, right? That's when you first see most of your students is when you're adjusting their schedule and that's your first interaction with them. And a lot of people are drifting away into like almost all automated online and like, and I don't like that personally because that short 10 minute gap where you get to do a schedule change with a kid, that's when you get to see them face to face, meet them, get a feel for who they are, build rapport with them. Um, with elementary schools, you kind of have more flexibility on how you can introduce yourselves to all your students. In elementary schools, you go around doing lessons, um, social emotional learning, career college and career readiness. And so you have a little bit more flexibility. And so I would just encourage you guys, if you haven't already, talk with your admin and see how you can serve them. And then, um, but yeah, setting that tone. So basically asking your admin and your teachers like, hey, when is a good time for me to go around and talk to the students to introduce myself to them? Because you want to set a tone that you can be trusted, that you are a safe place, that you are there for them. You are on their team. So next we want to prepare for the students needs. Let's focus really, though, on preparing for the students' needs. As counselors, it's crucial we understand the diverse challenges our students might face. One effective way to do this is by collaborating closely with teachers and administrators to identify potential issues early on. Now, if we have return, if we're a returning counselor, right? We can identify our frequent flyers. In high school, you can go through your sophomores, juniors, seniors, and look at, all right, who are my returning people? Who are my frequent flyers last year? Um, so you know which kids are going to need a little bit of extra time and care. Now, also, if you're a new counselor, you can look at the attendance and the grades of your students to see at-risk students who may have formed bad habits in years prior. Um, I was a high school counselor and every year we would get the data for our incoming freshmen and we would identify those kids who had chronic attendance issues because odds are if they have attendance issues in junior high, they're going to have attendance issues in high school as well. And so we'd look at the attendance and the grades of those incoming students to see at-risk students that we can intervene with early on. We can put them on our radar, meet with them, talk with them, uh, show that we're a supportive adult um, so that you know they can succeed. Also, consider conducting assessments or surveys to gather insights into student needs and concerns. You get valuable insights and information when you conduct assessments and surveys. It can be from the teachers. It can be from the students. Now, if you don't already have one of these at your school, now is not the time to try and invent something because you're crazy busy right now. Um, but if there is something like that at your school, gathering data to understand the needs of the students helps. If you're a brand new counselor and you have experienced counselors at your school, it'd be a great time to talk to them about what are some of the things we see at our school? What are some of the needs at our school so that you can better understand how to help the kids that you're helping? Now, along those lines, the kids aren't going to let you help them unless you have a relationship with them, unless you have a rapport with them. That's huge. Um, as a high school counselor, I remember just starting out, I was young. And so kids were a little bit more apt to talk to me because I was young. Uh, but really they're not going to open up with you until you have some sort of rapport with them, some sort of professional relationship with them. 
Building relationships is at the core of our role as counselors, and our ability to connect with students, parents, and teachers can make a significant difference in the overall school environment. I mean, at your counseling office, when kids come in, do they feel like they can come in and talk to you? Or is there some sort of gatekeeper or something that almost makes the kids feel discouraged in meeting with you? You want them to be so comfortable walking into the counseling office. And if your office is still called the guidance count, the, ga- the guidance uh, center, you need to change it. We're not guidance, guidance advisors. We are school counselors, not guidance. We are school counselors. We give them guidance, but we are not guidance counselors. We are counselors. Anyway, um, Effective communication strategies always involve active listening and creating opportunities to hear students' perspectives and engage with them in open dialogues with parents to foster a sense of partnership with their child's educational journey. Now, we do that through our CCRs, right, our college and career readiness planning meetings. You guys are probably getting ready to launch those. Um, Every school starts with different grades at different points. That being said... Um, when you have those, it's a good time to listen to your kids. You're going to have a lot of atypical kids who don't want to go to college, who don't want to do the typical things, and that's okay. Don't push them towards something because you or their parents think it's good for them. You or their counselor, it is your job to be an advocate for them. Um, and always, we need to mention uh, mental health. We're all well aware mental health is an essential aspect of a student's overall well-being. And with the growing challenges our students face, addressing mental health has become more critical than other. One way we can do this is by creating a safe place for students to express their concerns. Just a safe place in the school. I mean, whether it's within your actual discussion groups or your counseling sessions or workshops, whatever it might be, we need to be talking more and more about mental health. Now, we already do this a lot. Don't get me wrong. Social-emotional health has been a huge part of what we do as counselors already. But a lot of schools have made a type of wellness room or a calming corner, if you will, where kids can go if they're in mental crisis and they need a safe place to re-regulate. It has different sensory items. Um, They have... I'm trying to think what our wellness room has. We just barely implemented one last year. There's some iPads the kids can do some breathing exercises with, some textual items, some sensory items um, to kind of help them calm their nerves. Now, I will say the kind of caveat to that is that um, kids might abuse this. So you really got to be able to distinguish whether or not kids are are being little turds about it, (laughs) for lack of better words, if kids are taking advantage of it or if kids really need it. And honestly, you can get a really good feel for it the longer you go. Another thing we do as school counselors, right, we promote career readiness, college and career readiness. Transitioning to another key aspect of our role, guys, our guidance can be instrumental in helping students plan for their future careers. Those PCCRs are incredibly important. And so as we start this school year, really looking through the different options that are available to kids. Like I said before, some kids are going to want to go to college, and that's fine. Not all kids should go to college. College is not for everybody. And so being able to to know the options for kids, know, be, being able to know the different types of things that could fit different kids so that you can offer those things up when it's when it comes time for that and then the last little bit (laughs) probably the hardest part um, is time management and self-care 
hosting, I mean, not hosting well, balancing our workload and taking care of ourselves is so important, but it's so difficult because as counselors, we wear so many hats and finding that balance can be really, really challenging. It's, it can be really, really difficult to not take home our, our, our workload with us and to, 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 to have that weigh us down and respond to emails at 11 PM. And we need to set boundaries. Um, you know, with your time management, get, get done with, with what you need to get done with during the day. Talk to the experienced counselors um, in your school about how they manage their time, what they prioritize, but set some clear boundaries. You will not reply to emails past this time. You will, you know, not do school counseling stuff past this time. When you go home, be home. You know, you don't want to give what's left of your energy to your loved ones. You still want to be able to give them your best. And that means... Letting work be at work. Work's going to be there when you get back. Um, so, yeah, there you have it. Comprehensive guide for counselors on navigating the new school year by setting a positive tone, preparing for student needs, building relationships, addressing mental health, and promoting career readiness and managing our time while practicing self-care. We can create an environment that fosters growth and success. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Sounding Board. Remember, your role as a counselor is pivotal in shaping students' experiences and futures. Stay tuned for more valuable insights. And until next time, let's make this school year the best one yet. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.